Hey, hey, welcome back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. This podcast episode is extremely special to me because you all got to participate in this episode live. If you've been listening to the Lovish Podcast, then you know that we hosted our virtual anniversary party. Woohoo! And you guys got to join me live and ask your questions and participate. And I had two amazing guests guests. So if you are listening to this audio and you want to watch the replay of the anniversary party, head on over to my YouTube channel so that you can see all the quirks, the conversations, the comments, and everything in between. Otherwise, if you just want to catch the audio right now, then you can continue listening. And that's all I have for you this week. the Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for our relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. What would the anniversary celebration be without us taking a trip down memory lane? Um, I wanted to really talk to you guys about the concept of the podcast, like what it was that made me even um, start the podcast again. We have these half-hearted versions of love that we express, surface-level versions of love, and it's because we're afraid of being hurt. And so when I was even thinking about like a platform, I'll be honest with y'all, I don't want to start a podcast. I do not. I don't want to be one of these people you see on a podcast like, oh, I listen to my podcast. That was not me. It was nothing but the Holy Spirit, okay? So that's why I'm here. But I was like, where can I have authentic conversations and answer people's questions? And really what I thought about was the discussions that people are unwilling to have on real life topics that we have to talk about. And when we don't have those discussions, it becomes a breeding ground for depression, a breeding ground for anxiety, or worse, a breeding ground for our trauma. So we have to get real and stop being afraid of getting hurt. There were so many women in my regular life and then also in the practice or in my programs that I was talking to and the themes were all the same. We have the strong friend that's afraid to be vulnerable and share her heart. We got the overworked boss babes that are killing it at work and they're afraid to rest because they don't want to lose everything. We got people who have conflict in their relationships that's tied to past trauma or trauma bonds. We got negative dating cycles, all those things. And nobody's having the conversation. 
And so I just want to share with y'all, the show has grown over the past year. It's been heard on the airwaves in Turkey. It's been heard in India. It's been heard in Germany. It's been heard in the United Kingdom, the Philippines, Russia, and more. This is much more than I could have ever imagined. And I am so grateful. I'm so excited to have you as a listener of the show because without you being the person to share the show without you being a listener it wouldn't make it very far and so i want to take a moment and i want to go back but um i just wanted to read some of the reviews that you guys are leaving so the lovish podcast provides therapy for the heart soul and mind and that was from aaron Fernice. I found another binge-worthy show, y'all. I absolutely love this podcast. One episode and I've been hooked. The topics are super related and I love how she backs things up with biblical concepts. I'm loving it. That's from Deanna. Listening to the Lovish podcast or the Lovish is a breath of fresh air. Sita's whole vibe is one of caring and understanding the struggles of women of color. And then Bridget, we got Bridget on the line today. I just couldn't even pick a part of this. <laughs> Each episode covers a topic that hits home and Sita's transparency is so refreshing. I always walk away feeling like I'm not alone with practical tips. I can immediately begin to apply to my life. This podcast is already marked as my favorite and I will be right here listening every Tuesday. Bridget. So I just wanted to show y'all some of the love that you have been showing me. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the comments. Erin says pretty, Shana says congrats, welcome, welcome, welcome. So in, in a way that I, I would love to celebrate with you guys, part of my love language is acts of service and giving, right? So it's time for a giveaway, y'all. If y'all ready for the giveaway, let me see it in the comments. Now, I told you all that I would have special guests join me for the show. So I want to take a moment and I want to introduce you to the special guest that we have for this evening. Y'all welcome Naomi Marguerite Bernadette Horton. Oh, listen, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited and congratulations, girl <laughs> international. Okay. okay, National Podcast Day. All right, let me read your bio. Let me read your bio because we, we believe in hyping sis up over here. So we're not going to let you come up on here and not get hyped up. Romy was born and raised on the south side of Chicago, more specifically over east. Yay. That's how she put it, y'all. <laughs> she enjoys singing, dancing, hanging out, talking, and having fun. She currently works as a medical lab technician, but is working on becoming a full-time serial entrepreneur in the next two to three years. She's the host of It's a Word podcast and upcoming network marketing expert. She loves her rescue cat, Oliver, and looks forward to the day when she can bless rebuild and buy back her community y'all say welcome to Romy. welcome 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 hello hello Hi. we got some people pouring in saying hey hey tasha we see okay. you thank you so much guys for the warm welcome i'm super excited i cannot wait to dive into these topics honey okay it's hot tea. Y'all came with the questions, okay? Okay. They said we 
questions, questions. Questions, questions, okay? All right. I'm going to bring up our next guest. Our next guest, I'm going to pop you on the screen in three, two, one. Preacher, teacher, speaker, Tiffany Leggett is a woman of influence and an uprising voice within the kingdom. As an inspiration to many, she desires for everyone to pursue a personal relationship with God, serve him with their whole heart and fulfill their highest potential in him. She holds a bachelor of science degree in family and consumer sciences education from East Carolina University. Tiffany is a social worker. Yes. Come on and stand up. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and for the past 13 years, she has served the elderly and disabled adult population. Y'all give a warm welcome to Miss Tiffany Leggett. Hey, y'all. Hey, I am absolutely thrilled for you. Absolutely thrilled. I feel like I have been a part of this journey before its conception. So it hits a little different for me. But thank you so much for considering me to be on your platform and sharing your platform and Romy, I look forward to chatting with you as well. All right. We got the welcomes pouring in. Thank y'all for showing some love in this place. Okay. I'm going to get right to it. Okay. We've already done our first giveaway. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Here we go with our questions. Y'all ready? We ready. Y'all ready? Okay, we're not we're not gonna play around because y'all didn't play around with these questions. Boom. First <laughs> question. How do you walk in your purpose? Whew. Okay. Y'all wanna tackle that or y'all want me to jump on that first? Um do the honors, Romy. You go here since you work. <laughs> You know, I don't really have much. Right. And to be totally transparent, I think I'm still trying to figure it out. But what I think that it will like look like is when you have a life that's fulfilled. Right. Mm -hmm. So you may have those moments where, oh, I may not feel like this is it or anything like that. But when you do it, there's like a peace that comes and it's like. I feel like, and it's making a difference. That's the big, mm. like it's affecting someone else and making a difference um, and ultimately bringing glory to God. And I feel like that's how you can walk in your purpose. Also, I think walking in your purpose can look different in different seasons. Like it doesn't have to look like one thing, but in this moment and in this particular season, how do I walk in that purpose? Because our ultimate purpose is to glorify God and to bring people to him. So how can I do that in this season? And I feel like that's how you'll know that you're walking in your purpose. Okay, purpose. So what I talk about on the podcast and, you know, in my um, group programs and things like that, and I have to say that because I know some of y'all didn't heard me say this before. So, so forgive me. But for the new people, what I talk about is I think we drive ourselves crazy when we go over this word purpose, purpose, purpose all the time. We have a purpose. Yes, we know that's true. But I think the expression of purpose changes throughout our life. Right. And so my expression of purpose is to be done through social work, is to be done through the groups that I do. Part of my expression of purpose is in this podcast, right? So it is how do you walk in purpose? Dumb it down a little bit. 
because purpose doesn't have to be so huge and overwhelming and overtake you. And it's like, what is my life's purpose? Like, if you just start walking, you will find your life's purpose. You will stumble into it. That's one of the things that happened uh, to me. You know, if I could share my own personal thing, I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm being pulled in this direction. And then as I start to walk, some of the ladies on here in the chat have been with me from my very first course that I created called Empower. That was way back when, when I look at the video now, camera footage is jacked, right? <laughs> <laughs> but here we are now where there's a whole podcast about purpose. There's a whole podcast about empowerment. There's an app, there's this, there's that, you know? And I don't say that to brag or anything, but I say that to say you will stumble into it if you just take the first step. Don't get so caught up on how big it is. Just walk. Makes sense? Y'all with me? Good. I'm reminded um, of this analogy that I heard before, it's like riding a bike. Mm. There's they God can only uh, direct you if you're in motion. You can sit on the bike mm. day and turn, but you won't be going anywhere until you actually start pedaling and moving. That's mm. good. That's good. And I just actually saw a meme, well, post um, yesterday, and it kind of showed me a different perspective because a lot of times when it relates to purpose, we always say, well, what is it that you're passionate about? And oftentimes when it comes to purpose or when it comes to things that you're passionate about, oftentimes you didn't know you were passionate until you started doing it, mm-hmm. until you got in motion. So um, and that's kind of like my story. I never knew that I would be so passionate about social work and about helping people until I actually started to do it. When I was young, I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a doctor or I wanted to be a chef. <laughs> but when I but God just kind of created this path for me. And I kind of stumbled into social work and I absolutely love it. So I think sometimes it's not always what we're passionate about, but when we do it, we become passionate about it. Yeah, it's the drawing as well. Even if you have a little bit of interest and I want to honor, we got another therapist on here. I don't know if you want social work, but I know, I think Jessica's a therapist. Say, hey, Jessica, even if you, Sheena's a therapist or She's a licensed therapist, even okay. if you know she coaching right on, now. On <laughs> she she helping black girls heal right now. Okay, we need it. We need it. <laughs> so we got a couple of therapists on the line. Um, yes. Okay. Okay. Jessica's a therapist. Now I don't know if you know you're a social worker or not, but once you graduate, I feel like child therapist. Okay. <laughs> You know, we we not we not about that arguing up in here to be like, oh, social work is better than this, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-mm. We ain't got the time for that. OK, next question. We're talking about identity and purpose and authenticity. How do I figure out who I am? I feel like I've changed so much and I'm not the same person. So all of these questions were submitted by listeners in advance. Hmm. Romy, you look like, yep. Yeah, I had, um, and I I feel like I can just relate to this question so much. Um, So one way I feel like we can um, figure out who we are is by addressing those changes, like facing them and not being afraid of them. 
Um, and also embracing it, that it's okay to change. Like we're all going to change mm. in life at some point. Like we're all going to evolve. And I don't think that um, like it's a bad thing. So just getting to a place where you can be comfortable and say, hey, there's, listen, y'all. Changes. I'll be changing my mind so much about things. And sometimes I beat myself up about it. Like, girl, just make up your mind. But it's like, no, like I'm allowed to change my mind. I'm allowed yes. to change and grow and you have permission. Exactly. And some things that I used to be OK with, it's like I'm just not OK with it anymore. And that's OK. Um, so I think just facing that and being OK with it and understanding that it's a part of being human, like it's a part of life, just going, going with the flow, you know, and you figure it out by just resting in it. Like this is who I am. I, I do change my mind or these things, you know, that once didn't bother me, they bother me now. And that's okay. Mm. Yeah. I, um, Sheena left a comment and I'm reading the comments out loud for when this is actually on the podcast so that listeners can, you know, be a part of the conversation. So Sheena said, you got to roll with the changes. I feel like with growth, we're constantly reinventing ourselves and 100% agree with that. Mm -hmm. What I would add to both Sheena and Romy's comment is that, um, I think that change is good. You have permission to change. The only thing I would say to be mindful of is if you are shape shifting versus changing because you want to. Because I think sometimes based on who we are around, the environments we're in, what that person does, we are influenced by people. And sometimes we can shape shift into people that we don't actually like people that we're not intending to be. Mm -hmm. So I always think like the easiest example of that is like, if I am, um, if I hang out with people that got a tendency to really bad mouth everybody and I don't really like that, but when I get with them, I don't necessarily want to be like, <laughs> okay, girl, stop, stop doing it. So I just join in and bad mouth them as well. That's mm -hmm. more so shape shifting as mm -hmm. opposed to actually changing realizing I don't actually want to be this person that I was. Yeah. Hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And honestly, when I saw the question, I literally heard the spirit say, congratulations, mm. because a lot of people you were up. I hear a lot of people say, well, this is the way I've always been. Mm. Well, sis, just because you always be this way does not mean that it's right. So mm -hmm. we do have to welcome change uh, because the truth of the matter is when we were children, we had a blank slate, childhood Ooh. trauma, childhood wounds, our environments, our, our raising um, life in itself mm -hmm. had lasting impressions on us. And it kind of put some things in us that really weren't right. Um, you know, I remember or I remember um, coming to school, going to college and I, I, I realized my normal was not other people's normal. What was normal to me was not normal to other people. Not that um, what they were doing were um, wrong, but you just kind of learn and evolve and your mind just kind of is exposed to a lot of different things. So you just have to give yourself permission, like you mm -hmm. said, Sita, to change because change sometimes it's hard, but it's all it's often necessary. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we just have to um, embrace the change, um, be thankful for the change. And um, yeah, that's what I okay. So congratulations yeah. to the people who are changing because yeah. um, listen, because we, we're discovering <laughs> ourselves, we're healing 
from different things. And, um, you know, so congratulations, y'all. Okay. All right. Thank you, Sheena. She said she's got to hop off. So happy and proud. Such a great discussion, ladies. Thank you for being here. So um, the next question, I listen, we, we said we was going to jump in, so we're jumping in. Okay. Um, this was actually a question that was posed by a couple people. So how do you revive a stale marriage or friendship? Okay. I had to put friendship and um, uh, marriage together because it's still just a relationship. And I feel like even though um, marriage is like often placed above the other, you know, in, in importance, some of the same concepts still apply, essentially. So before we even tackle this question, Aaron says, good stuff, Tiffany. Tasha says, embrace, embrace, embrace. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I think I'm going to jump in on this one first. So in terms of a marriage or a friendship, how to revive it if it's stale? First of all, we I'm going to separate them out just for a second. Well, actually, no, I'm not because they both apply. Should you be in the friendship? Should you be in the marriage? Is it harmful to you in a physical sense yeah it is it harmful to you in a physical sense now again trigger warning trigger warning because we're about to go into domestic violence stuff and all of that if you are in a relationship where domestic violence is taking place i know it's a simple thing to be like oh just leave but it's not so simple mentally it's not so simple with all these attachments that you formed with um another person so first and foremost not advocates for domestic violence i want to make that clear not at all nowhere is cita saying stay in an unsafe relationship that's not what i'm saying what i am saying is if you are in a situation where domestic violence is present then you need to go and chat with somebody specifically about your situation. Again, this is not therapy and I can't give you anything specific on a general forum or video. So there's that. But um, if you are in a situation, even where it's emotionally abusive, emotionally toxic, you know, and, and how would you know that you would know that by how you're waking up, how you're functioning, how you're going throughout your day. Is it impacting you as you go to work? Is it impacting you when you are supposed to be taking care of your kids or taking care of other people, et cetera? If it is toxic, then you have to ask yourself, you know, why am I still here? What are the things that I need to do to leave this relationship? So that's one. And I don't even want to get too far into that because one of our questions are going to kind of hit on that. But if you are in a situation where, you know, you do want to revive it, you feel like the friendship or the marriage is worth saving, then you got to take a step back. And first and foremost, because I'm the therapist, I'm always going to tell you to look in the mirror, look in the mirror, child, <laughs> look in the mirror. OK, look in the mirror and see how you have contributed to this thing, because that's important. It takes two people to be in a relationship, friendship, marriage, et cetera, two people two committed people. So whatever you have contributed or not contributed, you know that maybe you should have contributed. You got to be honest about that. And then I'm going to encourage you to look at what you expect 
What am I expecting for this season of my life? What am I expecting from you? Because when you entered into this relationship, you had an expectation. That's why you're disappointed. If you didn't have an expectation, you wouldn't be disappointed. Okay. I'm going to just stop right there because I'm going to let y'all talk. But yeah, that's what I, that's what you do. Look at your expectations and then you go on from there. Go on here, y'all. Your talk. That was good to me. See, I had the same um, kind of things that we have to wonder, first of all, is it is it even worth reviving? So we have to take that step back, take that assessment, take that self-inventory. And then not only that, but we have to see kind of what you said. We have to see if we even have the capacity. Mm, capacity. Because, because um, the um, revive literally means to give energy or strength to a thing. So Ooh. you need to see if you even have the energy or the strength Ooh. to revive the friendship. Girl, can you say that again? Go back again right there. I'm serious. That's important. That's a good word right there. Like, I, I think we skip over words. Revive means what, girl? It means to give strength or energy to a thing. So I'm so giving we, my strength and my energy to somebody else. In order to revive it. Yes. Mm. And so we have to even make sure that we have the capacity or the bandwidth mm. to do it. And that kind of flows with what you said as far as expectations, because if we're honest, we have entered in many relationships, friendships, platonic and romantic, without even having expectations of talking about what we expect from people. And when we do that, then a lot of times our boundaries are not um, adhered to. Um, We get disappointed. We get let down. And so, you know, life will teach you that you have to um, have these hard conversations and you have to have them early on. So you'll know what they expect from you and what you expect from them. And so that will eliminate a lot of stress, a lot of heartache. So you'll know if you even have the bandwidth again or the capacity to even handle this friendship or relationship. So I felt like that was very, very important because a lot of times we exert ourselves and a lot of things, whether it be people, places or things, that we really don't even have the energy or the strength to do Yeah, that. and then we'd be disappointed because we, we used up all our strength when nobody told you that they, they didn't even expect that. You just put that out there. You unrealistic expectations you put on yourself, trying to mm. people please and all this type of stuff. But yeah. y'all go ahead. I just wanted to add that. <laughs> don't don't ahead, too, and let me add this too, because, um, and I literally, when I was a, a thinking about this question, I literally was thinking about in an emergency room because I actually was looking at um, Virgin River. I don't know if any of y'all saw that, but I'm just catching up on Netflix. I'm being <laughs> binge watching. And um, one of the cast members um, just died. And so you know how they have to put the shock on them. Mm-hmm. But everybody does not come back from a shock. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So I said that to say everybody okay, doesn't Every relationship will not come, come will not be able to be revived. You can mm. use the shocks, you can do all you can, but sometimes the relationship is you 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 fall out, you go in different, you flow in different di- directions naturally. Whatever happens, sometimes every relationship is not worth being savaged. Mm. Go ahead, Rama. You can say that, but I still had to put that up there because that was the next question. Go ahead. And um, I was finna tell Tiffany, you can't be saying I just want to drop that like that was just some <laughs> little golden nugget. Hello, 
gave us a whole word and a whole sermon. Okay, sis. Okay. Um, I was just gonna say. Now, my mine is a little nugget. No, but Ooh. I would say um, you have to be intentional, right? Ooh. And also, along with that intentionality, um, I think it's really important to pay attention to make sure that you're not the only one trying to revive that friendship or that relationship. Because you don't want to be fighting by yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when you are fighting for that relationship by yourself, it gets really exhausting, mm-hmm. right? So then we have to go back to, you know, what Sita said about looking in the mirror and being like, wait a minute, why am I putting all my, what she say? Putting all my energy and my strength into yes. something. Why are you over there just like this? Mm. Right. I mean, I guess we could. And it's like, no, we both got to work at that thing. You know what I'm saying? So I think paying attention to um, a relationship takes two people. Right. So paying Mm -hmm. attention to how the other person is handling that. Like, do they even do they want to revive the relationship? Mm. (laughs) Throw in a towel. So that's it. Okay, don't keep going, because the next question is, when do you hit the destruction button in the relationship? So that's good. You started to head into it, Romy, <laughs> talking about do they even want to? <laughs> yeah, of course. So, <laughs> like that's, I feel like that's when you hit in. <laughs> if I'm the only one fighting, then wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? What are what are we doing? I remember, mm. um, and I, I literally just just experienced this with one of my really good friends. Like we've been friends for years and I'll just, there was a lot that was said, there was a lot that was unpacked, but our mindsets Mm. were in two different spaces. Like, so we, it was silent and then we both started speaking at the same time. So then when we finally got out, Oh, well, what were you saying? And what were you saying? I was saying, how can we fix this and move forward? She was saying, I don't think this friendship is healthy. Wow. That's two different things, two different Mm -hmm. mindsets. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's been that way for a while, but you know, you keep trying to fight, 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 but you fight. Mm -hmm. And it's actually okay. It's actually okay. That's what I be saying to people, you know, because I just had a client this week that was hurt, right? So there was a situation that happened in her friendship and uh, she couldn't believe that her friend would do this to her and so she tried to explain it to her friend like this is why i'm hurt and the friend was just not hearing it and she was like i think this is a point that i need to end this relationship i said and it is Mm -hmm. it is and then she was sad and she was crying because she's like i feel like i keep losing friends i'm like i understand that but how about thinking about it from a different perspective? How about seeing it, you know, yes, it's a loss, like just naturally speaking, but how about seeing it as a shift? You are taking on a new identity. You're changing, you're growing. You are giving yourself permission to be this person that you want to be. And if somebody doesn't fit in that, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you've grown apart. Mm-hmm. Now, by okay. saying, yeah, by saying there's nothing wrong with you, I ain't saying you're perfect, okay? That's not what I'm saying. I ain't saying you're perfect, okay? Because <laughs> we all got work to do, right? Okay, all right. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> Were you going to say something, Tiffany? Okay. Yeah, so um, I think it's important, right? So 
Uh, Romy brought up a good point. When do you hit the destruction button? When you find that you're pulling all on your own. And I think another thing that you said, when you find that you have two different perspectives that are yeah. so, I'm not saying that people with different lifestyles, perspectives, thoughts, et cetera, can't be friends, can't be, um, you know, in alignment, mm -hmm. but there's at some point where that's going to have to separate. Mm -hmm. Right. And so now if we flip that, because we kind of been talking about friendship, if we flip that and we're talking about a marriage, y'all going to make me, y'all going to make me draw something, but it's okay. Okay. If we're talking about a marriage, you have my expectations, your expectations. Then you have these aligned expectations in the middle. If the aligned expectations are small, that's why you're going to get the conflict. That's why you're going to feel like oh, this is stale, this ain't working, this ain't whatever. The more that you have aligned expectations, then your individual expectations become smaller and you have more agreement. That's so good. you want to be in the aligned expectation spot. And I want to read this comment. Aaron says, I'm taking it all in, y'all on point. Tasha says, that's the tough part about relationships. Coming to the realization that sometimes things come to an end. However, I'm all about putting in the amount of work needed to address the issues. Yes. Agree with that. Agree with that for sure. Um, I, I want to oh, go ahead. Go ahead. One more thing. Yeah. Um, destruction button. And I feel like that needs to happen not only when you are the only one fighting, but also like if the other person isn't willing to change. Now, mm -hmm. yes. change people, right? But I think, Sita, you mentioned it earlier, how if you say, hey, there's something that you're doing and it makes me feel this way or it's making me feel bad and they're not willing to change that, you know, because I had that happen to me before with another friend, like, this is just how I am. And I'm like, well, I don't like you talking to me this way. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it was time for that friendship to end. And although it sucks, I still have peace because it's like a boundary that was set up. Like, mm -hmm. listen, I don't let nobody talk to me like this, especially mm -hmm. my friend. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's different if you were a stranger or somebody I didn't care about. It's like, okay, whatever. But my friend talking to me this way, it's like, it's not okay. So I think that but, that's sorry. okay uh, to hit the destruction button. That's it. To add to that, I feel like if your friend talking to you some kind of way, then you have to even ask yourself, is that really your friend? Right? Because friends, if we're breaking it down, and again, like, <laughs> if we're breaking it down, most of us be calling people friends and they ain't our friend. OK, mm -hmm. that's just the truth. They're not our friends. To me, a friend is somebody that has your best interest in mind. And I'm not talking about just speaking to you a little bit different because that's how they're raised. I'm talking about speaking to you like just off kilter. Right. Like you got to question if it's some motives behind that, if there's some jealousy behind that, if there's some extra stuff going on behind that. OK, um, discussion is really good. We're going to take this last question and then we're going to have a commercial break. And after we come back from the commercial, then we're going to do another giveaway. OK, okay. only for the folks that's present on the line. <laughs> and for those folks really quick again, before we go um, and answer this next question, for the folks that are on the line that said that they um, may want to um, join backstage to come on camera and ask. 
Uh, I want to make an announcement. You already had your backstage pass emailed to you. So the backstage pass is different than the comment section or the viewer pass that you have right now. Okay. Just making it clear. So if you still want to do that, just let me know in a chat, like I'm about to come in backstage and then we'll prep for you. But that's going to be after the commercial, after the giveaway. Okay. So our next question before the commercial, what are practical steps I can take to actually bring joy back into my relationships? Um, first, what I would say, um, kind of what I said earlier that um, we have to be open about our expectations, what we expect from people. Mm as well as we have to see what they expect. Um, I feel like that will save or, and this may sound crazy, but it will prevent relationships that really shouldn't have started in the first place, if that makes sense. That don't sound crazy. Um, but I feel like establishing expectations on both ends will be a step, maybe not the first, but be a step into bringing joy back into relationships because again, Anytime um, expectations are broken, um, you know, or a boundary is crossed, you don't you don't find joy in that. And mm -hmm. so I feel like if expectations are established, um, that would that would help. And also we have to understand too in relationships that we have to have hard conversations. Yeah. Just because we have a topic that comes up that we don't agree on or that um, you know, it's kind of we're polar opposites. That doesn't mean that it's a disconnection. Every disagreement doesn't mean that it should bring disconnection. Come on. Um, you have to hone in on having hard conversations mm -hmm. and not being offended. I found mm -hmm. out in a lot of friendships, people are easily offended. And we you have to be open to have those hard conversations and open to like what Romy said earlier. If you're doing something that I don't like or that offends me, work with me. Like, if you want to be my friend, this is something you're going to have to honor. And I feel like in a lot of friendships I've had um, and others that have had around me, sometimes we kind of abuse the access that we have mm. with um, other people. So I'm going to go ahead now and you talk. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going off. No, ma'am. No, you can't <laughs> open up abusive access now and then try to pass the mic, honey. No, you I really, can't I, do that. No, honestly, I feel like we have to be aware Get into it. I, I just, I just feel like we just have to be aware. Um, so say, say we're best friends. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just because we're best friends, you don't have to know my every move. You don't have to, um, you know, just because you have that close access to me that others have. Mm. Um, don't come calling me early in the morning. We, we got too much to talk about. Like, Hold see y'all, this is me. So I may be different from other people. Other Hold people on, girl, I called you too much. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but but y'all for real. Like sometimes those that have access, closer access to us than others, they don't always honor the access. Mm. Just because you have it, just make sure you don't abuse it. Honor you know the access. Although we're besties, Woo. although we're besties, there's still boundaries. Even in a friend of a best in a, in a relationship with a best friend, yeah. mm -hmm. um, because. 
Y'all go ahead. It's so no, much. Coming up. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> That's why we're it's here. So much coming up, but we just have to. This is this is this is the word I wanted to say. Oftentimes we feel entitled mm. in a lot of relationships that mm. I've been exposed to, me personally or others around me. So this is this is something that means a lot to me. So that's why I speak on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just have to make sure we honor access, that we respect each other's boundaries. I don't care if you are my best friend. Like you're not gonna know every single thing about me. That's me. Mm. I have to have some sense of privacy. Like you, you're not going to know my every move. Um, mm-hmm. You know, y'all it's, I can get so deep. Just go ahead and take it. I just, just well, I want to say that's, that's like you said, if that's what you set up, because you do have some people that want to know that every single move, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But you're right. We still have to have boundaries and we cannot get offended by people's boundaries. And I think it's way too many relationships that end because people got offended over the boundary. If you got to step back because your feelings hurt, it's okay. That's I've okay. had to do that plenty of times. I've to. had people where I was like, oh, yeah, we cool, blah, blah, blah. And then if they didn't respond the way I thought they should, then I'm like, oh, oh, girl, you mm-hmm. probably stepped over a boundary. Mm-hmm. And because it hurt my feelings, one, it may not even be worth it for me to go talk to them about it. I just need to pull back for a second. Yes. Let me just recover because it hurt my feelings. And and you got the right to set your boundaries. You got the right to be like, no, I don't want you to call me. No, I don't want you to do this. Blah, blah, blah. That's fine. That's fine. I had a friend years ago, y'all. Years ago. And um, I've been working out my whole life, right? So this friend finally began to work out, right? And for me... I get inspired to work out when I'm like, oh, workout post. Okay, yeah, girl, get it. Oh, she snatched. Let me do this. So I started to just send her stuff. You know, I was like, oh, girl, look at this. Oh, look at that workout. Oh, this. Oh, 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 oh. And she was like, Cedar, bro, no. I think going into it kind of piggybacks off what you said. Stop expecting you from other people That's when you it. get relationships because. You know, I know for me, when I find myself in a place where I'm offended, I'm like, I would never. But it's like, but, you know, you're not them and they're not you. So even though you may never don't mean that they won't ever, you know. So I think if we, here she come, if we go into relationships, understanding that people are their own, like they have their own identity and they handle things differently than, than you do, yes. then you can extend grace. You can understand that, look, listen, I don't have to take the way, you know, that they responded personally. I know for me, one of my things is I hate this. And this just happened to me twice. <laughs> I'm going out of town this weekend. And two of my good friends was like, dang, no invite. You ain't tell me. And I'm like, because you're not invited. Like, and it's no hard <laughs> but it's a certain group of women that's going and you just not part of that group. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. And the thing, the reason why I would feel like rolling my eyes, like, oh my goodness, because I don't do that. Because I see y'all on boats. I see y'all at brunch and I didn't get an invite, but I don't be sliding Ooh. like, tell me why you ain't tell me. You ain't tell me what. And it's like, I don't have to though. Like, yeah. It's still there, but so I just, I just, I didn't, I didn't even address it. I just kept it moving in the conversation. I'm gonna act like 
you may say that, but we gotta I have the freedom to be, it. y'all. It's freedom to I be. Love it. I love it. And Cedar said it, and you said it right there, Romy. Like we have to um please don't let me lose it, Lord. Please don't let me lose it. We have to get to a point where because I'm not you, you're not me. So just because there I do something that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Take inventory, see where that's coming from. See if I was malicious in doing it, or if it's something that you just don't really like or care for. And if it's really minute, don't even bring it up to me. Period. You know, we don't yeah. have to talk about every time you have an issue. Like there's some things that will hit your flesh. Okay, like Cedar said, you got to back up. Let me recover. I might not text <laughs> you. You know what I'm saying in a couple of days, but when I come back, like I'm all good. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I just feel like there's a lot of entitlement. There's a lot of territorial um, mm. people when it comes to um, friendships and relationships. And I think it's because a lot of people are still unhealed. And yeah. I have, um, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day that it's hard to be in relationship, whether romantic, platonic, with someone where you're actively healing and they're not willing to change. That's hard. Yeah. Mm. That's so hard. So, yeah. Okay. All right. We're just going to take that break right now, y'all. Okay. We're going to take that break. (laughs) This is a rich discussion. I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. When are you going to stop pretending like you're superwoman? Yes, I know you believe if you don't do it, it won't get done. Take a deep breath and pause with me for a moment here. You're doing too much. You know it and I know it. Let's stop pretending and get you some relief starting today. Do you set weekly wellness goals? If not, you've got to start. No more leaving yourself last on your to-do list. I want you to download the Confident Bay app and start using the weekly wellness tracker now. It's 100% free to use and it comes with a digital journal to help you process thoughts and feelings on the go. You can even meet a tribe of like-minded women inside of Bay's Digital Cafe. I'm serious. Take off your cape, take a deep breath, and download the app at thepinkemerald.com forward slash app or hit the link in the show notes. Aaron said, yes, some people think they have to be on all the trips. Bridget <laughs> said, honor the access. Latasha is giving us some emojis because she is ready. Love Janelle is giving us some dancing. What should you do when you are lusting over or daydreaming over somebody you don't think you should be lusting after? <laughs> Okay, so a listener submitted this question. Tiffany, you on a roll. Would you like to answer the question? <laughs> okay. Well, here's what I'm going to say. I will say that um, first and foremost, you, I, I guess we would have to break down daydreaming and lusting, right? Because I could be daydreaming about somebody hoping that they would be my husband, right? Hoping that, you know, he just come over and say, hey, because it's so fine, right? I could be dreaming about that. <laughs> um, or 
I could be less than like, okay, you got them great jogging pants on today. Not the great jogging pants, Annie. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> right? Okay. So <laughs> I'm hollering. <laughs> so we gotta define that, right? And then I guess I would say, like, what makes it off limits? Okay, not the not the lusting part, not the lusting part, y'all, because we can't be out here lusting at somebody else's man. Okay, we mm-hmm. we're not about that. Um, but I guess if you are in a relationship versus not in a relationship, I think it's okay. Like you have human feelings to think about a person, but if it's consuming your entire day to the point that you cannot actually like do work, then that's something you're gonna have to actively like fight against to be like, all right, girl. Focus us going over here. And as you kind of work to replace those habits, like let's say you just sit and let yourself daydream and think about this person all day. You know, you just soak in it, marinate in it. If that's what you find yourself doing, you have to actively change your routine, Mm -hmm. actively change what it is that you are doing. Right. I do not think there's anything wrong with thinking about a person. Wanting that person to get with you, you know, Bridget giving us some laughing emojis. Yes. <laughs> um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's OK. Right. Like we were created as humans with feelings and we have attraction to people. That's fine. But if it's consuming you, that's the problem. Right now, if you are in a relationship. And you're not polyamorous. What are we doing? This is not judgment. I'm, I'm trying to stay on task and not crack jokes because whoever submitted this question was probably very serious. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We, we bring it back in. But seriously, though, if you're not polyamorous and you're in a relationship or the other person is in a relationship, then the next question would be, what are you seeking? What are you seeking from that person? What is it in you or in them that you see that you like? So I had a person that I was talking to this week um, who was talking about being tempted, feeling guilty, um, feeling just extra, you know, about people that they look at and feeling guilty because they were married. And so I when I kind of like walk through their interactions with this other person, I said, do you get to do that in your marriage? If you don't get to do that in your marriage, then maybe there's something there that you are seeking that you need to bring into your marriage. Another person I was talking to, oh, I can't show my spouse that side of me. I can't show this person that side of me. I'm like, but you can, because otherwise you're going to continue to look for it outside of there. Right. So there's those pieces, those very practical pieces. Again, this is one of those questions that I can't really get very specific because there's so many things, so many components to this, but you're looking for it outside of that environment. Now, if you're single and you're feeling like, okay, that person is in a relationship and I can't get with them, then I'm going to say just what are the qualities that are in that person that you want? And you can turn around, you know, you got to, again, actively fight, refocus your mind, refocus your thoughts, you know, not do extra stuff where you find yourself in their path all the time and everything. And, you know, if you're Christian, you can pray and be like, God, that what I want, Lord. You making them like that? Run that for me, Jesus, please. <laughs> Exceedingly and abundantly, dog. Come on, it's Because you can ask, honey. <laughs> So Bridget said she was laughing about the great sweatpants. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Anything see, y'all would add to that? Oh, go ahead. 
I will. I just want to add something really quickly. Um, this was me. Let me be totally transparent. Um, due to um, two of my exes. Mm. Um, very much in love with them after we broke up. Still kind of had some contact. Um, crazy enough, they both ended up getting married. Mm. Um, and we were still talking. Um, neither one of them at the time they proposed, um, we were still talking and they didn't even tell me what they were mm. about to do. And oh, I'm wow. sitting here hanging on the possibility of us getting back together. Mm. And they're, they've proposed to um, someone and then ultimately had gotten married um, two different seasons. Um, and I remember, um, you know, we always talk about like women being in love with um, men who are married. Oh, Sorry. And um, I remember that I, I said out loud, I was like, I'm in love with the married man. Mm. And just hearing that did it for me. Mm. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to, that's really not my nature, but of course, history kind of. Of course. You know, it kind of, it, I'm not saying it gives me. I mean, you are a human. Like, that's a human. you are a human. So whoever submitted this question, like you're a human. You Right, right. Right. And the truth of the matter is I was um, just because of our history, because how how it played out, not like deliberately trying to be a homebreaker or anything, but just how how it played out. And so when I said that to myself the first time when I heard it and then I had to repeat it again when I was in that found myself in in that relationship at um, another time, I had to do something about it. So I had to guard my ear gate and my eye gate um, because, you know, we're in a world of social media. You can look at their pages. You can look at people that they're connected to, see all these pictures and all that type of stuff. I had to totally like block. Um, you yeah, know, you have sentimental things in the house that you know that they mm. bought you or different things. You had to get rid of them. That's when you're those, serious about it, though. Right? That's there. when you're serious about it. Those text messages, because y'all, I don't know about y'all, but I would keep a receipt. Do you hear me? <laughs> I would keep a text message. And listen, I don't even um phones. You know, like when we get upgrades, I don't even turn in my old phones. I just get a new phone. So said, I have I've got receipts from ninety six. <laughs> <laughs> so like text messages and stuff. I had to literally um find myself. Actually, I didn't want to, but I had to delete them. Because it just brought up those old feelings. And yeah. so, and then even people, like friends, people knew the history between me and those individuals. And they would come, but girl, I saw da 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 And mm. I saw them, and I was like, listen, if, if you want to help me in this season, like, if I don't bring it up, don't bring it up to me. Don't tell me about this. Don't tell team. me about it. So, mm. I had to hush those people. Um, And so, that's just a few things that I did. But um, that... I, I don't know if it's kind of the same situation, or whatever, but hopefully that can kind of resonate. Yeah, that's just important. What you just said, you said uh, you also had to tell your squad because that's important. And I think like this is where sometimes it could be like, oh, she don't want the best for me. No, she just love you so much. She wants you to have what you want. And if you trying to make a good a good choice and you ain't trying to be a home wrecker, you ain't polyamorous, you're not trying to do all the things, you gotta be like, boo, I love you, but stop telling me about um I don't wanna hear about it, truth. Don't tell respectfully. Me. I don't wanna hear about it. I know you're trying to you think you're looking out for me, but you're really harming me. Mm-hmm. Right. So and y'all, this this was um 
what what did they say BC before Christ? This was BH before healing. Okay. <laughs> Cause I had to look on the inside, see what was going on. Why, why, why was going on? So in between, in between that point, so this is after Christ, but BH before BH healing. before healing. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> and I think I feel like okay. So now, now I'm just I, I gotta say this part before we transition into the trauma part. I feel like this is where a a lot of people lose church folk, right? Because church folk want to act like they ain't human. Church folk want to act like they don't struggle. Church folk want to act like they don't need healing. Like as soon as we got saved, Jesus was just like, boop, you perfect. Sit next to me. That's it. No, 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 no. You got processes to work out. You got trauma to pull out. You got past experiences to heal from. So that's why, you know, even in talking to people that are not Christian, you know, I'm like, I... There's a saying, and it's like, are you a church folk or are you Christian? Mm-hmm. Do you have a relationship or are I'm you religious? religious? Mm-hmm. I'm not religious. Mm-hmm. I'm not church folk, mm-hmm. right? I have relationship and I believe in relationship because mm-hmm. that's what Jesus did, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus was out there talking to the hoes. Mm-hmm. He was out there sitting with the robbers. Mm-hmm. He was, out, you know, he was doing all these things. Mm-hmm. He was amongst the people. He was caring for the people. He was ministering to the people. He was caring for their hearts and he was showing them his heart Mm -hmm. and so I think like yes we're humans and we're flawed and so when we fail to show people our hearts when we fail to be vulnerable with people to be honest with people it makes us feel untouchable unreachable on this on that and that's where we get prideful and that's where you be looking down when you fall okay like you know you just all right, let's just see. Can I say one thing about that? Go ahead and say that's that. why I'm such an advocate for transparency. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first got saved, you know, like that that honeymoon, you kind of go through a honeymoon phase yeah. when you first get, get saved. Then I started to hit life and I started mm-hmm. to go through these processes and all of these different things. And when you go to church, and I understand that there's a time where you're not supposed to look like what you're going through. Um, but I remember. Um, kind of feeling out of place, feeling like something was wrong with me because a lot of time, and I was single at the time, so a lot of people, well, I'm single, I'm not married, um, but a lot of people, you know, especially when it comes to single females, well, girl, just pray about it. Um, you know, um, um, just hold on to God, he gonna come and, you know, all of this type of stuff, but and you saying that because you you got your man, so you good. Okay. But I remember like sh- like struggling. But see, they're <laughs> married now. They're married now, but they had to walk out this same process. And they tell the struggled. truth. But they don't. They weren't at that time going deep into what I was feeling. Mm. And so I remember feeling shameful. I remember feeling like you shouldn't feel that wrong with me yeah. because of lack of transparency. Mm. But then. I realized that, you know, people go through the same thing that I do, but I only realized that when people opened up, mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, so it's not just me. Oh, so I'm not crazy. Oh, and so that's why I love transparency because there's somebody out there that, that needs to hear it, what you have gone through or are mm-hmm. in it right now. And I love to say when we are transparent, first of all, transparency heals. 
Mm-hmm. And then another thing about transparency, you're literally making medicine for someone else. Mm. And so we just have to make sure that we provide those safe places. And then also that we're transparent in those safe places because there are a lot of people who were like me who felt like something must be wrong with me because I'm struggling. But everybody else, you ask them, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Like, you know, what I'm saying? I need to know that every day. Look, I'm I'm just I'm getting by. I'm just I'm getting by today. I'm just I'm just glad to be here. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I do. Okay, I, go ahead. Real quick, um, I agree with you a thousand percent. And um, I love how you said transparency heals because yes. I, even specifically with this group of friends that I'm going out of town with, like we even though we all grew up in the same church, like they're all not believers. And that's okay. I'm not knocking them or anything like I that. I'm a believer, right? But I tell them, listen, I feel short. I did this. I shouldn't have done that. You know what I'm saying? But, and I, I, my hope and my prayer is that by me sharing that I'm not perfect, by me sharing that I still have struggles, that they'll see that it's not, it's not perfection. You know what I'm yes. saying? I, Look at how you did that. I, that was so on point. <laughs> Huh? It's not like holier than thou. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that, that, that's not what it is. And <laughs> um, you know how like okay, when I say Satan will use people, it doesn't it sometimes they don't even know they're being used, right? Right. Of course. So one of one of my friends, the same one, this kind of really like not my friend anymore, but she's in the midst <laughs> of our like disagreement, she said she called me a so-called Christian. And I was like, huh? And that really, like, bothered me. And, like, in the moment, I'm like, I'm not a so-called Christian. I'm a believer because of X, Y, Z, you know, all of that. But then I had to take a step back. And I'm like, and I felt like, in that moment, I felt like I shouldn't have shared my mistakes with her. I should have kept mm-hmm. that myself because that's why she thinks that I'm. And then it was like, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should have shared that because mm-hmm. she needs to know, along with everybody else, that Christianity doesn't mean perfection. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean right. don't fall short and you don't make mistakes. So I really love what you said that about transparency. And I always try to be transparent, you know, with my friends. And the purpose of me sharing is to let them know, like, you could do this, too. You could walk yeah. this because Jesus, the same thing that he did for me, he can do the same thing for you. And that's perfect. Those struggles that you have slowly but surely, he's going to start to like prune you and purge you. But mm-hmm. it's one day at a time. Say a word, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Bridget said transparency does heal. It really does. I'm trying to, I was going to make a comment about something that you said, Romy, but I'm losing it. I lost it in the end of uh, <laughs> in the end of um, what you were saying. But if it comes back to me, then I'll circle back around to that. Um, okay. How do I know I've experienced trauma? And before we answer this question, um, I just want to let y'all know we are about ten minutes out from having those that wanted to be guests and pop onto camera with us. We're ten minutes out from inviting you all backstage. So scroll back through your email and get ready to pop on the screen if you are still with us live and you want to ask your question live or even just make a comment live. Okay, so how do I know I've experienced trauma? 
Anybody want to answer that? Um, I think when you have changed in a way that like doesn't really agree with who you are at the core, like mm. you don't even realize that you've changed in this way. Right. So um, just to kind of give an example, like after a relationship, you know, that I really where I was where I was like you, Tiffany, I was like in love. Yes. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. I realized not in the beginning, but it's mm-hmm. past. I realized that I was mad all the time. Mm-hmm. I was so angry. You know, I had an attitude and I was like, why am I feeling like this? But it's because I had experienced something for me that was super traumatic. Like this, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that I wanted to be in my life forever that just wasn't. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's one way that you know. And then also, <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but when I experience trauma, I tend to replay it over and over and over, trying to figure out if I did something or what happened that made this happen or how could it, how could it have been avoided, you know, like even, even uh, like my dad passing away. That's something that I think about. Oh, maybe if he would have ate differently, maybe if I would have noticed that, you know, this is what was happening to him, you know, or maybe all of these different things, but that's because it was something, it was something traumatic. Right. Um, Yeah. So it, it definitely changes you. I think that was my point. You made it, girl. You yeah. got it. That's Go ahead. Go ahead. I um the first thing that came to me, and I don't <laughs> it's crazy, but I don't have too much to back it up. Um, but your body will tell you. Mm-hmm. Your body will tell you um when you have experienced something um traumatic. Literally, trauma is, you know, I mean, of course it's loaded, but trauma to to the core is like an emotional upset. And, um, you know, there there have just been like experiences in which my body told me that I have ex- I, like I've been here before, but not so in a good way. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes. That's so you talking about a trauma trigger? A trauma trigger. Absolutely. That's that's a, a trauma trigger. Like you become triggered and your body responds to that trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I wanted to say. I wanted to get a little deeper, but but yeah, that's it. Okay, girl, you're gonna stop capping us off, but but all right. Yeah, all right. I, told you I said a disclaimer. I don't have too much to say to back it up. You said you wanted to get deeper, but okay, all right, all right. No, so uh just to kind of bring it bring it all together essentially you can know that you experience trauma by both of those things your behavior change your body will let you know you may find yourself behaving very differently um you know uh when you are in a certain environment or um around excuse me a certain person or a certain mm-hmm. time of the year or um different things like that i don't know if you've ever like watched one of those movies where Um, you know, there's a little kid that maybe was assaulted again, trigger warning, as we're even talking about trauma and moving to this discussion, 
there's a kid that was assaulted and you may find that when that child is around the person that assaulted them, maybe they lose control of their body function. So they might you might see pee or something like that. And you wondering what's going on when this child was previously potty trained, why they just peed on themselves. That is their body keeping score. So a really good book to have if you don't have or if you don't know about it that I'm always recommending to people is The Body Keeps Score. Mm. I think it's by a best somebody. I don't know her last name, but that's the name of the book. It's on Amazon. It is called The Body Keeps Score. Okay. So um, if anybody wants to hop on camera, this would be the opportunity to do it as we are winding down um on our questions and winding down coming to the end of it when we are done with our questions then i'm going to do the final giveaway for amazon um but in the meantime i'm going to pop a question up here and give you time to come backstage if you would like to if you don't want to that's totally fine so how does a trauma bond show up in your relationship Um, I think one way that it can show up is when you find yourself trying to give the other person what it is that you need to heal Mm. your trauma. Um, And because you want them to experience healing the way that you have or the way that you're trying to, you keep trying to give them what it is that they need, whether they're ready to receive it or not. Mm. Um, so, and most times, well, I will say most times, but I've experienced where that person was not really trying to be healed, uh, where they were committed to staying miserable or committed to staying in that place. But here I am over there trying to be like, no, you should be healed. Like you need to do this. You need to do that. So I'm giving them what I felt like I needed because I could relate to the pain that they're experiencing. Mm, Wow. Wow. I think another way that um, a trauma bond can show up is even in you. Right. If you are a person that is like seeking relationships and I'm not just talking about romantic, I'm talking about friendships too. Mm -hmm. let's say. I'm going to say it is really unhealthy. Some of us do it, but attaching too quickly, diving in too deeply, too Mm -hmm. fast, Mm -hmm. just because you had a good time with somebody. Number one, you don't even know if that's really that person's character. Mm -hmm. Right. Based on wherever you met them at, you could have met them at a wedding. You could have met them at some event, whatever. And I'm going to be honest out here. okay? this is an extreme version. Again, trigger warning coming up. Maybe that person popped a molly before they came, right? Maybe they pre-gamed and was drunk when they was at the party. Maybe they're a functioning alcoholic and you don't know that. That was not actually the core of their character. They were performing. Mm -hmm. So for you to jump in so deep just because you had one, two, three experiences that you felt like, oh my gosh, this person was amazing, blah, blah, blah. You know, that you could be wrong. Right. Like, so that's an example of your trauma bond showing up because you have attachment issues who the type of people that you're attracted to 
And sometimes people have asked me this question before, like, is there something wrong with me? The type of people that I keep on attracting, the type of people that I draw in or that I am drawn to. And I would say, no, there's maybe not anything necessarily wrong with you in the sense that like, oh my gosh, I'm so this, I'm so that. Maybe there's just a part that's broken. Maybe um, there's a pattern that you're not recognizing. There's a piece that is tied to your trauma that you're not really aware of. Mm -hmm. So again, this is why it's like these conversations are great, but they're not a substitute for therapy. Mm -hmm. And Romy popped the entire book on the screen. Thank you. The Body Keeps Score by Bessel Vander Kolk. We're going to just that's what that is. Okay. <laughs> um, anything to add, Tiffany? No, I, I just um, the first thought that came to mind was codependency, but y'all kind of touched on it. Yes. Um, already. So good stuff, y'all, for real. Like This is really rich. Yeah. Mm -hmm. really rich. Thank y'all for being here. Thank you, all the viewers. I wish I could have given all of you a gift card because truly the show would not be what it is without you. And I want to thank my guests. Let's thank the guests for showing up and leading us in this pleasure. Thank amazing you. discussion. Um, do you do you all have any like closing thoughts or anything that you want to say before we pop off? I'll say thank you so much again for having me on the show. Um, I'm super proud of you and your commitment, girl. A whole year. A whole year. And, um, <laughs> it's truly inspirational. And girl, you are changing lives. So definitely keep it up, Tiffany. It's thank a you. pleasure to be on here co-hosting with you. Yes. Some gems, honey. So I'm excited. Yes, I said love Tiffany. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Well, oh, let's see. Okay. The working homemaker said this was amazing. Thanks for putting it together. See the happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am so glad to have you all here. Seriously. I know that a Thursday night is challenging, but seriously, would y'all have rather done it on a Friday night? Probably not. Probably not. We got plans. We got plans. But I really do appreciate each and every one of you for sharing the show, for talking about it online, for being here, for giving me amazing topics. And that's all I got for y'all tonight. Have an amazing evening. Ooh, yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>